Where money talks and BS walks. Ah, uh, yes, this is Moose's Mulligans with me, your host, Alex Dryzak. It's your favorite sports podcast for money talks and BS walks. Ooh, that's brilliant! Make sure to go to facebook.com slash Moose's Mulligans. Give the show a like, show the love. Go to moosesmulligans.weebly.com to see our official website. We're on Google Podcasts, we're on Spotify, and now we're on Apple Podcasts to where you can ask your phone. Hey Siri, play Moose's Mulligans on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you have the podcast app downloaded and be connected to Wi-Fi for the best results. Also, shout out to our sponsors, Retro Color. Go to RetroColorBand.com for their new apparel and listen to their music. And also by Brava Arts. Go to Brava-Arts.org to learn all about the nonprofit dance in Riverside. Thank you. Got a great show for you coming up here. Hey. Wanted to talk about baseball offseason and we will and we also get to have a great guest come on we're gonna have misha yushenko come on all the way from tokyo japan if you can believe that this is gonna be uh an international episode here for moose's mulligans he'll be on later but first i really wanted to start with talking about the alliance of american football i don't know if you guys watched it this weekend on the kickoff i know i had talked about it before I always like starting with a positive, a negative, and then a positive how we can improve. And I had a, I had a lot of positives for the Alliance of American Football. I, it was quick-tempoed. I liked that they were going for two every time. There's no extra points on these rules. So for those who don't, Alliance of American Football is a different, it's a spring football league now going into summer. Uh, it was kind of like I thought to compete with the NFL, but it was actually on the NFL Network, and it looks like the NFL wants to kind of adopt it as a feeder league, kind of like the G League for the NBA. But what I liked about it was the rules. We got to see uh, officiating was quick and called, and the replay official, you could actually hear their audio down to the head ref about what they were looking at, which I thought was really cool, and it was really quick. No kickoffs, no extra points. They go for two. And uh, if your team is down by 17 or more, if it's the last five minutes and you're down by any amount of margin you can go fourth and 12 at your own 28 so you have to get to the 40 on one play and I thought that was awesome I thought that was really well done and the game moved quick there's only 30 second timeouts when the ball switches and the 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 game never leaves your screen it just goes in the corner for the commercial I thought it was really well done now some negatives to improve on what I really learned this week is that there is only a certain amount of people on this earth that can actually play quarterback in the NFL I'd say there's five that can play it at an elite level. There are about ten that can play it at a level that will keep them in the league for five-plus years. And the rest, it's kind of like a washing machine. And what I really saw in the alliance was it is really hard to play quarterback, especially at the NFL level. We did not see really great quarterback play. I'm an avid listener of Mad Dog Sports Radio. Mad Dog Chris Russo was talking about his biggest concern was that the quarterback play wouldn't be good enough. Maybe the defense wouldn't be good enough to make the quarterback play look better. 
defense looked pretty good. Quarterback play looked pretty bad, except for two quarterbacks had great weeks, and the rest was not much to write home about. We saw five interceptions in the one fleet game. If you're going to give me hope, you got to do better than you're doing. Typical San Diego break in my heart, but it, it was an interesting experiment so far, and I'm I'm a fan of it. I like it so far, but there are some obvious rooms room, room to improve, and it's going to need good quarterback play for people to watch, just like we need to see people scoring in the NBA. To you know, this new generation wants scoring; they want it immediately, and the quarterback play was not not the greatest. But I did I did like where this is headed so far. Moving on to the baseball offseason, I wish I wanted to do a preview show this week, but we got two big issues. One, Manny Machado and Bryce Harper at the beginning there haven't signed. We played that audio at the beginning, and since they still haven't signed, I'm I'm in shock that we are still talking about this, and it is boring. So I can't do my preview show yet because I don't know where two of the best players in the game are going to play next year. And also... We, we don't know the set rules yet. This is kind of embarrassing. Why do we have winter meetings? I mean, there's still a chance that they'll imp- implement some new pace of play rules. Now, they're not doing the uh, universal DH this year. They already announced that. But I'm I'm afraid that they're going to change the rules, and then I have to redo my preview show about how it's going to affect the league. So I'm just going to wait. I'm just going to wait, and, and sadly, we're all still waiting, and baseball is kind of boring us right now. So... We're just going to have to be patient and hope they make adjustments because this is getting a little ridiculous. I'm bored waiting. Now, one thing that did happen, we did have another Japanese player come over to the Mariners. And and we've seen a lot of international players coming over and making a difference from Latin America and from Japan. So our show this week is going international. We're going to talk with Misha. We're going to bring him on the show here to talk. He's a very, very smart financial guy. He wrote his own book. And uh, we're going to talk some sports, and then we're going to teach him a little sports, too, while he's on here. Okay, then it is my pleasure to welcome in Misha Yashenko, and he is the author of the book Bullish on Bitcoin that you can find on Amazon. And so I'd like to welcome in Misha. How are you doing? Yeah, doing great, Alex. Thanks for having me. I know. Thank you for reaching. It, it, was, it was great to connect. We, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to do a little spoiler. We, we talked before this. It was, it was a great conversation, so we, we wanted to bring it on. To the podcast, so so Misha, uh, please give us your background. Sure, sure thing. So I'm uh, currently based in Tokyo, where I've lived for the past six years. And originally, I grew up in Arizona, and so my childhood there. And then went to school in uh, Austin, Texas, and then just got really interested in Japanese culture and Japanese business. Studied the language, and then decided to move to Japan six years ago. And um, the past past few years I've been doing a few things uh, I was in HR and recruitment and then uh, after that I've uh, switched into blogging and investing so the past two three years has been uh, just this kind of crazy roller coaster ride in investing in trading cryptocurrencies uh, which is uh, which is what I'm I'm uh, really focused on right now so that's amazing it's an amazing background story and and so tell us more so you have this book bullish on Bitcoin uh, give give the listeners a little background on this. Sure thing. So when I first got into crypto, I, I didn't have too much investment background, and I made a lot of really silly mistakes when I was first starting out. And I think a lot of that was just, uh, well, partially just because of my, my lack of knowledge in investment in general, but then also because of the nature of crypto, things change so quickly, and uh, there's just a lot going on. So 
the reason I wrote this book was kind of um, kind of, kind of like an idea of what I wish I would have had uh, when I was first starting out in crypto. So it's a lot of the lessons I've learned, a lot of the mistakes that I personally made, and then also it's a lot of interviews with blockchain and crypto founders to uh, uh, kind of wow. get their insights about what's on the horizon and kind of what their perspective is. So it's, it's quite a lot, um, but yeah, if you're an investor or if you're just starting out, there's definitely something uh, for everyone in there. Yeah, definitely. And I know in just our short conversations, I've already learned so much financially. I mean, we went over uh, three different financial models that, you know, I actually was kind of, you know, if you wanted to talk about them on the show, I'm, I'm definitely interested in talking about the those three models we talked about earlier. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure we, and we also. Up, oh no, you're good. We and uh, how we really we kind of related these three financial models to to sports as well. So from the financial side, you got Misha, and I, and it's a really cool description of them. And I'll try to do the best I can on the sports side. I like to think I know what I'm talking about. So you can go ahead first, Misha. Sure thing. Yeah. So I'll just uh, quick disclaimer. I know nothing about baseball, so <laughs> I'm I'm counting on you to uh, yeah fill in the gaps there. I pretend to know. So go ahead. Okay. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Um, so, uh, so kind of what we were talking about uh, prior to the call. So, there's a, a lot of different ways to approach crypto investment, and obviously, if you're if you're a trader, then uh, you're, you're kind of looking at price volatility on a day-to-day basis. But if you're if you're looking at longer-term investments, then you have to do a more detailed analysis of what this crypto project is, and should you invest in it, and what is the risk, and so. That's kind of what I, I want to talk about, and uh, these these three specific strategies are uh, specific to investing and not not trading. And so. and we see that in sports with investment. There there's a lot of different strategies that have changed the way we're watching sports now, especially. So so I'm excited to connect these three. Let's let's I'm 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 too excited. It's weird. So so the so the first one is the uh, uh, quite quite famous just in the business world as well, but more recently in crypto, and it's called the mafia effect. So. The, the mafia effect uh, specifically came about in the late 90s, early 2000s, and uh, the, it was called the actually the PayPal mafia effect. So, so what the PayPal mafia was was just a, a, a group of entrepreneurs, uh, basically everybody that was working at PayPal back in 2000. All the guys that left ended up starting really, really successful businesses. So, for example, you have um, Elon Musk you have Peter Thiel, Reid Hoffman. So all these guys went on to start companies like LinkedIn, Tesla, YouTube, Yelp, um, Palantir. And uh, it's, it's really interesting that this specific company, in this case PayPal, uh, produced a disproportionate amount of successful entrepreneurs. Um, now, we can take that and apply it, apply it to other um, industries, so crypto in this case, and there, there are a few companies that we've seen just in the past five years that uh, have have also had a kind of similar mafia effect. So very specifically, I'll, I'll give you one example in crypto, and this company is called Coinbase. And Coinbase is the largest crypto exchange in the U.S., Right. which means that basically if you want to buy and sell cryptocurrencies, you can just go on Coinbase and then just register and... and uh, wire money from your bank, and just and then you can start buying buying Bitcoin. So if you look at the the core team, Coinbase has been around for several years, and if you look at all the people that have left Coinbase mm-hmm. in the past few years, a 
a lot of those guys have gone on to start other crypto companies, uh, a, a disproportionate amount, so very similar wow. to, to PayPal. And uh, so some of those companies include ZRX, which is, which is a really uh, interesting oh, okay. uh, decentralized protocol, not to get too uh, no, identical. No, no, definitely, yeah. And then you can. So, so that, that's interesting, yeah. You can see how, and, and the, the relation to sports with the mafia principle is is that we we see what we call coaching trees, where coaches are hired off other successful coaches. So in baseball it was Mike Sosha, in football we have a new one, and and that they say Sean McVay. Uh, he's young, he's talented, and his teams have done very well very quickly. Now we're not saying they're all successful. The greatest coach of all time in football, Bill Belichick. His assistants that have been hired off have not done well at all. But but it is it is a very we see it in finance and we see it in sports. It's very common for people to to go with this first financial model, hoping that they get the success that they saw with the with the other uh, coach or company or or um, executive. Perfect. So so looking at uh, I know the second one we had talked about involved the media and uh, about media predictions. Sure, sure. So in the in the, in the reference of crypto and then just general finance advice, you know, the, t- take the news for what it is, right? So basically they're trying to get you to get views and clicks if it's online and they're just trying to get airtime if it's on TV. So the media is usually not looking out for your best interests or trying to help you make money. Uh, they're, they're, they're just uh, filling airtime and they're trying to make money from you. So there's a lot of really pointless articles that you see in crypto, particularly price predictions or market predictions, people kind of screaming at the top of their lungs, uh, you know, proclaiming to know the truth of, of what is going to happen. And, and that's just simply impossible to know. It's just right. unknowable. We don't know what's going to happen. And, and you can make a prediction, but um, <clears throat> people are a little bit too too confident. And there's a, there, there's just a lot of examples in, 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 in finance where someone will come out and, and make a prediction and then literally the next day the price just does the opposite. So I've, I've found that I just generally don't, I just generally don't read any price related news and uh, rather I, I look at my own process and how, how do I want to approach investment rather than listening to somebody else because it can be very, very dangerous to, to take someone Definitely. else's word. Um, Definitely, and and in sports we see on the media that we can almost never trust them. I mean, most of the predictions we're making in sports are are just our best guesses, and and it's it's it can be difficult to to trust sports media, especially when you look on the gambling side. We we, we see in Vegas that a lot of teams on the Vegas side we see with sports that a lot of the betting lines are adjusted based on fans and media attention it's not actually based off what they think the game will be so we can't always take the the media for what it is even though we we do make such a big deal out of it and so and and that third financial one that i I wanted to hit on here uh while i'm lucky enough to have you on the show is about uh regression to the means we had talked about yeah yeah I, i could talk a little bit about that so if anybody has invested in bitcoin in the past year uh, that then they will be familiar with this <clears throat> with this uh, principle. So uh, just just about one year ago, the price of Bitcoin soared from ten thousand dollars to twenty almost twenty thousand mm-hmm. dollars, and everyone saw that everyone saw that price at, at you know that that peak, and they said, "Wow, it's 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 going up. It's it's gonna it's gonna go higher," and uh, everyone kind of jumped in, and 
you know, it was the first time that Bitcoin was ever at that price. And what happened is what usually happens in these markets is it, you know, it reached a peak, it reached a top, which was in this case 20K, and then it went back down. It corrected to its original price, which was, uh, you know, just months before that, it was around $6,000. So it dropped all the way back down to 10 and then, mm-hmm. then six and then, and then three. Right. And, um, and so th- this is, this is kind of regression to the mean. So, uh, it's a tendency for us to kind of overestimate an extreme occurrence. And, um, and th- th- this happens a lot in, in crypto. It happens a lot in kind of day to day, um, you know, occurrences. So if you're, I'll give you one more example. So right. if you're sick with the flu and, uh, you know, you've been sick for a few days and then I give you my, my like special tea or whatever, I've got, I've got some like special elixir and, that's got honey and rosemary or whatever. Sounds and good. Then, yeah, and and then and then you feel better and you're like, wow, that tea really worked. And uh, you can't really, you don't really know if it was because of the tea or because your body is just getting better. It's just it's just doing. Your immune system is fighting hard, and if you're feeling really really crappy, then you're probably going to feel better the next day. Uh, ju- just as a general rule of thumb, like you're going to get better over time. Um, so it's it's also going from from uh, great to to, to bad and from bad to to good so whatever the mean is is just your 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 general state of mind or uh in in the case of crypto is the the kind of average price that uh the project was prior to the surge in price so yeah, there's a lot of definitely. different examples like that definitely misha laying the knowledge on me i love it i love it <laughs> it's it's all and, and and actually i'm not i'm not a <laughs> I'm not a finance guru, man, but you know my my undergrad finance class. Actually, I think one of the examples to regression to the means was, and we talked about earlier, was the Sports Illustrated cover jinx. That if you make the cover of Sports Illustrated, uh, everyone thinks that it's a jinx and that the next year you don't perform as well. But but actually, if you make the cover of Sports Illustrated, it's probably because you were in your prime and you had a year that's very very difficult to replicate, and and that's why investing after a company has done so well it's very difficult to replicate exactly yeah that's crazy it's just addition knowledge i'm loving it misha so misha yashenko he's the author of bullish on bitcoin you can find it on amazon i'll be posting the link and misha i really want to thank you uh, all the way from tokyo taking the time to do this it's you know it's amazing the time difference and the, the way we can still do this but amazing knowledge and thank you so much for coming on all right, that's about all the time we have this week on Moose's Mulligans. I'd like to thank my guest, Misha Yushchenko, out of Tokyo. You can check out his book, Bullish on Bitcoin, on Amazon. Once again, uh, go to facebook.com slash Moose's Mulligans. Give the show a like. Our official website, moosesmulligans.weebly.com. A thanks to our sponsor, Retro Color Band. Go to retrocolorband.org. Uh, Brava Arts, go to brava-arts.org. Also, you can find us at Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Just ask your phone, hey Siri, play Moose's Mulligans on Apple Podcasts. Once again, this is where money talks and BS walks. I'm your host, Alex Dryzak. Thanks for tuning in. Somebody better put your bag into your place. We will.